Welcome to episode one of Dirty Kimbasa, counterintuitively the second episode we've recorded after the pilot show. I'm Ben. And I'm Tony. We've had a bit of an interesting week. Um, after our pilot episode last week, we've been asking people to send stories in and we've got a couple starting to trickle through now just to keep us entertained, haven't we? We have, we have. And I'd just like to say thank you to the, the select few that we sent this out to initially, just to have a I listened to if we were just rambling on about uninteresting shit or whether we, we were actually worth doing a second episode. And yeah. uh, we, we've had some reasonable feedback. I'm, I'm happy with that. I um, think mainly we're just amusing ourselves a lot of the time. But Do you know, I'm, I've enjoyed doing it. And if you make one person smile once, yeah. that'll do me. I'm happy yeah, with that. That's it. What has come to, uh, to light on these... Uh, is the name of the show has not been that memorable. Dirty Kinbasa. Now, let me help you out with uh, a way of remembering it. It is Dirty Fucking Bastard. Without swearing. So, you can shout that at your kids, you know? Like, Brush your teeth, you dirty Kinbasa! They've not learned any more vocabulary there. You know, you've just given them a bollocking. And the uh, best thing is, it does sound best if you just shout it when you're pissed. Because it, it does sound a bit like... Drunken ramblings. Yeah, drunken ramblings of a Scotsman. Yeah, yeah. Are you dead ticking bass are you? Yeah. <laughs> That's, that is not, it's not Indian, that was Scottish. So yeah, dirtykinbassa at gmail.com and if uh, you've any stories or uh, feedback even, give us feedback. Well, we have been sent one story by uh, a very good friend of mine, quite a close friend actually, who obviously for, for the sake of the podcast needs to remain anonymous so we'll call him Wartin and um, Wartin is a male nurse it's one of them that always gets a little bit of a raised eyebrow even today when when he tells people he's a nurse well he's from Lancashire so he tells him he's a nurse a nurse a nurse yeah, foreigners but too. yeah that's it but he's, he's a nice lad and um, a bit of a a bit of an odden is Martin you know I'll say it I mean I, I, can, I can say this because I'm an odden myself but, so, um, was that was that Martin or Wartin? Oh, sorry, yeah, that's right, Wartin. Who, who's this Martin of whom we speak? Never heard of him. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, so he tells us a tale, and of course, what is very interesting and fascinating to me, the procedures going on in an operating theatre, him and his colleagues are so familiar with, they tend to have ordinary conversations while they're doing the procedures, like what you're doing for your tea tonight kind of thing. But of course, being strange him and his deviant friends, they talk about all sorts of shit. They're a bit like us, I suppose, you know. Um, but they're getting paid. So, picture the scene. There's, there's the operating theatre, there's a an elderly lady having a hip replacement. Serious work. Unconscious, under the effects of anaesthetic. The machine that goes ping in the corner. You know, all the medical paraphernalia. And one of Martin's colleagues comes out with um, a question. Would you rather sit on a cake and eat cock, or sit on a cock and eat cake? <laughs> Which kind of sets the level for the... So they're all scratching their head and wondering, wondering what it is, and I, I, I can't remember what they concluded was the best way, but it's kind of irrelevant. They then proceeded to talk about other things, like, if you were gay, who would you shag? And then, um, Wartin very, very quickly, came to the conclusion that he quite liked Robert Downey Jr. He must have thought about this in a fast response. This this is the thing. He's given it some thought. But his colleague came out with a rather interesting answer. So, if you were gay, who would you shag, he was asked. And he says, "Um, well, I've got this friend, a lad I were at school with, called Dave. 
We go cycling at weekends. Um, we've got a lot in common. We like the same kind of films and things like that. So, if I were gay, I'd probably shag him. And they all suddenly stopped. Every the whole operating theatre sort of stopped. And they're like, "You've um, you've thought about this before." Yeah. Now, unbeknown to um, the people having the conversation, the anaesthetist had started to bring the old lady round. That's what you want to wake up to. And then um, it turned out that she'd heard every word. Of the com- these strange conversations, starting from "Would you rather sit on a cake and eat cock?" and "Would you rather?" and then "Who would you rather shag?" and Robert Downey Jr. and all this thing. Luckily, they, she was still under the effects of anaesthetic. So when the official complaint came in, see, I thought you were going with she sat up and went, <coughs> "Well, I'd rather sit on a cock and eat cake." Well, it would be funny if she did, but no, unfortunately, she must have been um, rather offended by it all. How rude! In her semi-conscious state. And she put in a complaint. The complaint was dismissed um, as everybody in the operating theatre claimed, oh, she, but that didn't happen. No. It, she, it must have been yeah. the effects of the anaesthetic as, yeah. as she were coming round. And she were tripping, like yeah, yeah. But in <laughs> fact, actually, um, Mart, uh, sorry, Martin and his mates are dirty kimbasses. <laughs> and that's what they talk about while they're at work. Yeah, um, I can believe that. So, I don't know, they'll have us clapping for the NHS next, won't they? <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd heard um, in medical school, when you when you donate your body to science and it doesn't end up going for an actual use in a body, I've heard that uh, many parts get thrown around a, a lecture theatre. Uh, <laughs> you know, throwing a bollock here and there. Yeah, I've heard, uh, so yeah, don't leave your body to science if you want it to... Uh, not get thrown against a well, wall. Well, they can, they can throw my John Thomas around all they want, but it might take three of them to lift it. Right, I've been e- emailed in a story here, and uh, it's grim. It's grim. It's, well, I'm going to read it out here. Hello, Ben and Tony. I've just listened to the pilot and had to email in. Please keep me anonymous. I have a story of pure debauchery, shame and betrayal. I like this already. It was around 1997-98. I was in year two at uni. Four lads sharing a house. That's never going to go well, is it? See, my brother had the good sense to go move in with three or four girls and share a house. Girls are the worst. <laughs> I've got daughters, I'll tell you what. You know, girls are the worst. You know, um, I've dated young women. There's more slovenly, scruffy individuals going. <laughs> All right, their underwear might be considerably smaller than mine, but that doesn't stop them leaving it around the floor. And, and do you wonder why you're divorced? Mm, oh, well, maybe that's, <laughs> maybe that's why. Anyway, the weekend approached and I had arranged for a friend from back home to come over and have a student price night out. We'll call this friend Dave. Dave was in the army at the time, so when he came home on leave, he was planning to have a good blowout. Dave arrived on the day, standard pre-drinks drinks locally, and then a little walk to student bars. Now, Dave was a confident guy. He plough into a group of girls, bold and loud, and not be too fussy which girl latched onto him. If he failed, he'd plough straight into another group of girls and repeat until, until he hit. His theory, if he threw enough shit, some of it's bound to stick. Eventually, near the end of the night, Dave latched onto a girl, and at club closing time came, he started to get where can I fuck this chick? The plan had originally been for him to sleep on the sofa in our communal living room back at the house. He started to ask me if I'd forfeit my bed so he could use it with this random girl he'd picked up. 
I declined, but told him one of my housemates was away till Monday. We call this housemate Adam, and he could use Adam's room, but not Adam's bed, as long as Adam never found out. Drunken horny Dave obviously agreed. We shared a taxi back to ours, and they wasted no time in commandeering Adam's bedroom floor, or so we thought, while the rest of my household continued the night drinking in the living room. The next morning, Dave got rid of his hungover one-night stand, and we all nursed hangover with cafe full breakfast. Later that day Dave left for home and I thought it would be a good idea to check over Adam's room to make sure he didn't find out the dirty deeds that had been done on his bedroom floor the night before. Adam was quite a tidy person with a bit of OCD so when I looked at his bed I could see it was made but also looked to have a butt print in the duvet like someone had sat there. I thought he might notice that so I lifted the duvet to shake it straight. As I lifted the duvet now, I'm going to pause here, Tony, and let you, let you take a guess here at what's happening. I'm dreading to think. <laughs> <laughs> I am dreading to think. As I lifted the duvet, a dark patch caught my eye underneath. Oh, oh, oh. I fully lifted it to investigate. To my horror, I found a large patch of blood looking like someone had massacred a pig in Adam's bed. Maybe somebody had massacred a pig in it's good. This, this could take a very dark turn. As you can imagine, I felt disgusted, betrayed and disappointed all at once. Not only had he used Adam's bed, even though we'd agreed he wouldn't, it must have been this delightful girl's time of the month. Dave didn't mention any of this at breakfast, but clearly he must have known and simply covered up the mess in the hope that it might magically vanish. <laughs> I told my other two housemates about the situation, as they'd also agreed Dave could use Adam's room. They were implicated. To this day, Adam never found out about the dirty deed in his bed and the betrayal of my supposed close friend. I think this deserves some kind of Dirty Kinbasa award. Thanks, Anonymous. Hope your show gets past the pilot stage. Well, it's admirable that you covered for your friend. Yeah, yeah, I... What? I, I would have done. Yeah, but... If you've, you've, you're the housemate, you know, you've got to live with this person. Well, so I'm, I'm presuming they give it a scrub and flipped his mattress. That's fucking grim, is that, innit? That's falling out it stuff. Is, it is that grim. Is. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's... It's dirty Kimbasa. It's dirty Kimbasa. <laughs> it, it, it can have an award, can't it? So. it, could, it could, we, we could have a top ten here, couldn't we? That would definitely be in there. Yeah, students, though, students are dirty bastards. They are. They are students. Yeah. Students are revolting, you know, I mean... Look at those lads we went to school with. Four of them still living in a one-bedroom flat with washing piled high in the windows and, you know. I don't know. I don't think I could have ever embraced the student life that way. No, maybe not. I know yeah, I mean, a, mate, I did... a mate of mine had, uh, he'd had the same house at second and third year of uni. And I know within the first few days of him getting there, he had a pizza box on top of his wardrobe, which stayed there till he left uni. Right, yeah. So, so I mean, you, know. you, you, you kind of adopt the new lifestyle, don't you, being a slovenly little scruff, I think that's the thing, isn't it? You know, um, see, it's very different for me. You know, but you know, being in in the army and stuff, we had to be tidy, otherwise we were. You got beasted. Well, we were in trouble. Yeah. You know, this, yeah. this is this is this is the one. Our worldly belongings were thrown out into the parade square, yeah. and you know, um, many's the time I've been ironing outside in my underpants. You know, because. <laughs> because we, we didn't we didn't have a choice uh, but yeah I don't think I could ever fully embrace the student life where you Stick share a house with a load of blokes who you've met for the first time or... yeah it's not for me yeah not for me either I found as I, as I get older I'm a bit of a grumpy bastard and people in general piss me off so that might have just brought that on earlier to be honest 
Yeah. Shall we have another little story? Have you got a little story? Another little story. I'm not even going to try and protect this um, gentleman's anonymity because um, he's um, a guy I know called Michael, a little bit older than me. And Michael, when he left school, joined the RAF. So we already know he's got no shame. So there's no point trying to protect his identity. Now, Michael joined the RAF not as an airman, but as a fireman. He was an RAF fireman. They call them firefighters these days because it's less sexist and it sounds a bit more dramatic and cool. Well, fighting it, yeah. But back in those days, they were still called firemen and they had fire engines and you know basically they, they did everything that the fire brigade do, only on airfields. On airfields and less work. That's it, yeah. And cushy job the RAF. Yeah, exactly. you know, it's yeah, not like yeah. being in the army where you have to dig a hole and live in it. The RAF are known for a, an at least three star hotel. And a generous helping of jam roly poly, you know they're um, they 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 have the easy life. So I'm not going to be too sympathetic when I tell you about he's completing his basic training and being posted to his first unit and doing a day in the workshops, fettling the firefighting kit and the fire engine and stuff the, the green goddess or whatever it was back in. 1983. Michael, at the end of the shift, found himself suddenly grabbed by half a dozen burly ruffians because it seemed that new lads to the unit had to undergo um, an initiation ritual, peculiarly. And, and to be honest, it does explain a lot about the RAF and how they are the way they are, really. Because poor Michael found himself stripped bullet naked, spread-eagled and tied to the bonnet of a Land Rover. They used to use a substance for the fire boots, like um, a fire retardant paint, and um, it was like a kind of blue-black in colour. But this substance was liberally and painfully applied to his testicles and penis, you know. Uh, And apparently it didn't wash off in full for a good week or so, you know, despite vigorous scrubbing with a stiff brush you know I've a um, s- similar thing i've heard uh, i've worked at a place that had their own garage and uh, they had a young 16 year old trainee who i've never knew his real name he was just called spunk sack uh he got axle grease dabbed around his cr- undercrackers uh, uh, and i'd imagine that had a yeah it took some getting took off some getting off yeah i mean the very fact that they called him what they call him spunk, spunk sack spunk sack i mean that in itself nowadays would be classed as bullying that'd be bullying yeah. um never mind Covering his testicles in axle grease, you know. Yeah, you, anyway, you'd be sacked for that. Ma- days, Michael you? was tied to the bonnet of his Land Rover, and and the um, the fire resistant coating from the boots was applied to his to his bollocks, and then they went for a drive around camp. Not just one lap, but four or five. Yeah, yeah, sure. And um, work, yeah. the nurses came out of the med centre. The the dinner ladies came out of the cookouts, all to jeer and cheer and. Give the poor lad um, a little bit more humiliation, really. Um, I'll also point out that it was winter time, and um, before even the first lap was completed, Mick's little penis was shriveled up like a small walnut whip as his testicles retreated inside his body. You know, it must have been must have been awful, really. You know, yeah. You wouldn't have caught people doing that in the more senior armed services. No, it's like uh, yeah, you know, army, shall we say? Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, yeah. mature we, lads. Yeah, well, obviously we were a lot much more sensible. Yeah, yeah. So there was none of that. But yeah, thanks for telling us that, Michael. Um, if you're listening, and thank you for sending it in. Has that paint come off yet? Possibly not. 
I'll be honest, I'm never going to check. <laughs> I've never seen it once. You know, and, and I never intend to. He's another Lancashire lad. He comes from Airwood. They're, they're an odd bunch, aren't they? Wrong side of it, I've said it before. Dark side. Get up to all kinds of perverse sexual deviance in Lancashire, don't they? So, have you got anything else for us? Well, I've got a little bit, which, based on feedback, people seem to like the stories they involve shit. Really? Really. That that was. We found out. See, I thought sex sells. Shit sells. See, I think it's acceptable that sex sells. But people don't like to tell the shit stories. Yeah. You don't tell crazy. people that you shat yourself yesterday and, you know, you were washing it out of your socks, you know. Yeah. I must but, admit, I did shit myself last year. <laughs> Just I, I send it in anonymous it. to I the was, show. I no. was really, really ill. There was nothing I could do. I, I thought I'd... I was in bed. I thought I'd risk what I thought was a fart. and It wasn't. Girlfriend wasn't happy. <laughs> yeah. It's not my girlfriend anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, well, no, there no could be done about it. So I wondered if we could make an article, like call it something like yeah. Fifty Shades of Shit or something like that. You know? Yeah, that's it. I mean, we, we we've had the stories, haven't we, already about the shit in the pools and things like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. You know? So yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what maybe that's what our listeners want. With feces, we've found our level, yeah. and they've found us. Yeah, it does seem to be so. I remember my father telling me about his outside toilet when he lived in Sorby Bridge when he was a lad. You know, back then they didn't have indoor toilets. Yeah, you know, yeah. Going back to the, the early fifties, but they were honest in those days. Nobody ever nicked his bucket. <laughs> Did they nick his cut up pieces uh, of uh, newspaper uh, for mackerel? No. Apparently, there was a guy called Shit Jim, whose job was to come and empty the tanks. Nice. You know, empty these things. Apparently, oh, he was always able to get a seat on a bus. A whole deck. <laughs> yeah. You probably wouldn't want him on your train. No. No. So, yeah, speaking of Fifty Shades of Shit, or whatever we decide to call it, I've ended up with three stories here. Three. Three. People are sick. But, let's face it, it's fucking funny. You know, at the time, you're gutted, because you're covered in shit. Yes, that's true. But And there's not worse. Looking back, days, weeks, months later, you've got to laugh about it, haven't you? There, there, there is worse though. There's one. Th- it's one thing being covered in your own shit. Whose <laughs> <laughs> <Oops>, was it? <laughs> well, exactly. That's, that's that's the point, isn't it? So I'll give you this. Uh, it's a short story. Is this one? But I shat myself one cold winter's evening on my way to a nightclub. My best mate and I were walking down to the club, which is about a mile and a half away from where we lived. It was a pretty cold and frosty evening. As we got close, I figured there'd be a bit of a queue, and it'd be worthwhile nipping into a dark corner and having a piss. Stay classy. I duck into an alleyway and start to piss. And out of nowhere, with no warning, I just eject a stream of hot liquid shit all down the back of my legs. I was wearing beige khaki combats. And I'm fairly sure I was steaming gently. Nice. Horrendous. Horrendous. <laughs> There's basically fuck all I can do now. I'm as far from my house as I was going to get that evening. I just walk out, tell my mate I've got to go home, and proceed to waddle the one and a half miles home, trying to stay far enough away from people that they won't notice the brown streak smell steam. I actually ended up getting home, cleaning myself up, having a bath, changed and went out. But I couldn't really salvage the evening. I know people who would have behave differently under those circumstances because I know people who would have persevered with the night out anyway. Oh, you couldn't though, could you? Well, I couldn't. Personally, <laughs> oh. I, would have, I would have gone home, but no taxi's going to have you, Alex. So it's, it is going to be it's a, a walk. walk. Whether you like it or um, not, your shoes are ruined. Yeah, that's yeah. it. You know, um, khaki combat pants on a night out? 
you thinking you'd smidge it out to make camo? To, to, to be honest, I'm, I'm a bit more concerned. Yeah, I mean, I'm hardly the most stylish man in the world. I've never been a follower of fashion, but I, I can at least put a pair of jeans on, you know. Um, I, be, I bet he had his shirt untucked as well, the fucking oik, didn't he? That's that's a grim one, but not too humiliating. No, it's not. I think he, he, he got away with it, he got, didn't he? He got away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pulled that one off. Yeah. Peeled it off. <laughs> <laughs> Pressure washed it. Yeah. I've been reminded of a, a story today when I was just uh, looking through your set of sick bastards. It reminded me of something that happened to me. I was uh, I just left school, I've just finished GCSEs, and college said they had some placements available before your normal start of term in September. So I was actually still fifteen. So I was one of the young, youngest lads in the year. So it would have been about what I'd say April or May, nineteen ninety three, and I went to college. And they gave us this placement. And I got a replacement at a theatre. And this was a computer course. They had a, a rusty 386 that they used there. And that was deemed they had enough computers to send a computer student. What What is that? It's a, a computer from early 90s. Again, this is, this is where my um, techno chimpery <laughs> catches up with me. Um, it's all witchcraft to me, Ben. I mean, it's all pre-Windows 95, isn't it? You know, it was old machine, old DOS machine. Anyway, I'm at this theatre and uh, not... I was a spare part. There was nothing really for me to do, you know. So I started wandering off and uh, chatting with maintenance guys and the guys that did lighting above uh, stage and all that and get just getting a general idea of how things worked and just taking it all in. One of these days, I was, I was a bit bored and I thought, oh, I didn't even know I was on at theatre. There was something on during the day. I thought, oh, go and have a chat with Anthony up on the lighting there and see what's happening. And you climbed a little ladder up like a hatch thing up there and you got out and it was uh, as, as big as the stage was, really. It was an area as big as the stage looking down on it. And I went up there and there was nobody left-hand side as you went in normally. That's where everybody sat. There was nobody there. And I walked around the other side. There was nobody there either. I don't know where they are. And then I looked down onto the stage and this were a 15-year-old boy's dream. This was <laughs> this was beautiful, brilliant. It was the local newspaper fashion show. So if you can imagine from looking from the audience view, you were looking at a stage, which had the back two corners cut off diagonally. So your models walked out at middle bit and onto the stage and paraded. Now what you don't normally see from audience is what goes on behind those panels, which is where these models throw their clothes off and put some fresh stuff on, quick as they can. And they're not thinking there's a 15-year-old boy looking down on them from above. You're like Batman. It was heaven. <laughs> it was 15-year-old boy's dream. You vile little pervert. And let's just say I didn't blush and leave. I stayed, I stayed to make sure the show finished. Yeah, well, you've got, you've got to make sure they're all right. It's the gallant thing to do. I was worried. There's nobody else up there. That's nobody right. to do lighting, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think you did the right thing there, and bravo. It was a noble effort. Yeah. Dirty Kimbasa. Thank you, I, I'll take that Dirty Kimbasa award, thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I, I can see that. Why Why does that kind of thing never happen to me? Did you have a job placement at a theatre? No. But yeah, never. When I woke up that morning, never did I think that day would unfold like that. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, interesting. So, the local newspaper, would that be the Halifax Courier? It, it probably was Halifax Evening uh, I Courier. I don't recall them ever having a fashion show. When they... To be honest, Halifax and fashion ain't really... Same sentence. No, yeah, yeah. They must have done because I remember as a kid, again, I've just kind of forgotten about this. It'd have been about the same age. Pardon you. That would not. <laughs> I'll cut that out. <laughs> no, 
not leaving. <laughs> I remember going to a local hairdresser's and there was a girl there, I forget her name, but she was Miss Evening Courier. Such as oh, high yeah. accolade. And she wasn't much into wearing bras. So if you're well, sl- she was some, some kind of hippie. That's it, yeah. yeah. If you slouched down in seat a bit, if she was doing it back of your neck there, you can get a bit of a view of God, you know, and again I, I must tell you, 15 year old boys' dreams. I there. used to you you'll remember, but when I was young, now now I'm hairy like a big yeti. But when I was young, I was always very, very neatly trimmed. Uh, I also had very, very short hair all the time. And that's because um, my hairdresser was really, really, really attractive. And she also used to rest her boobs on my shoulders while she was doing it and, like, massage my head a little bit and stuff like that. You know, she was, I mean, she was much older than me. Like I said, when I was about 15 and 16, I used to go get my hair cut every week. Why not? You know, um, whether I needed it or not, yeah, you know, yeah. and that was that was the thing. That was my uh, go-to little bit of a relief for a young lad. Um, yeah, for hairdressers for teenage boys. I can't remember her name, but she was bonnie. See this bonnie. this one I'm on about. She didn't have boobs big enough to be resting on anything. Oh, these these were oof, yeah. I these were like balloons. Lovely. Yeah. You fucking perv. Like two water, <laughs> like two water bombs in a carrier bag. Enough to put your shoulder out if she's resting on you. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I bet she has a bad back now. She won't run for many buses. I've been. E- I, I, I was emailed some advice. Uh, Go on, share this advice. Well, mate, I know Derek. Uh, his advice was that there are only two things should smell of fish, and one of them's fish. One of them's fish. Yeah. The other one, fishmonger. I don't know. No. He didn't say. He's gonna have to come back in, isn't he? Yeah, we'll have to get some clarification. <laughs> right, I've got a, a little story here. This is not a sick one. It's just. It tickled me, so hopefully you'll like this. Hello, DKB. I don't like that. We're not DKB. It's Dirty Kimbasa. I'm not into abbreviations. No. You know. Too many TLAs. Yeah. And, and it's a bit American, isn't it? It is, isn't it? It's a bit, yeah. I listened to it and enjoyed your pilot episode and thought you'd like this little story. I've recently retired. Many moons ago, I was a young trainee. It wouldn't have been about 1978 or 79, and the Yorkshire Ripper was still at large. One very early morning, I was walking to work in the piss-pouring rain, about two and a half miles from home to work. A police car pulled alongside me when I was only half a mile from home and asked me what I was doing. Walking to work, was my short reply. What's in the bag? Copper questioned me. My snap box. Show me, demanded the copper. See, that's that's 70s policing there, isn't it? Yeah, he's lucky he didn't get a slap. (laughs) Didn't take any shit back then. Yeah. No, I said. I don't like being ordered about. If you don't, then I'll take you down to the station and explain yourself to my sergeant. Do what you bloody like, you're not looking in my bag. I was bundled into the back of the car, driven to the police station, escorted to the desk sergeant. The officer told the desk sergeant what had happened and why I was there. The desk sergeant asked if he could look in my bag. I said, of course you can. I passed it in my bag. He asked why I hadn't shown the officer two miles back up the road and not wasted everyone's time. And I said... As soon as he started saying he'll take me to a police station, I figured I'd be in for a free lift to work as I only work across the road and it's pissing it down. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done with my bag? <laughs> I'm, I'm giving that a little clap. Yeah, that's, that's very good. Yeah, yeah I, like, I like that. Yeah, but again, it was the 1970s. It was a risky call. It was, because you could have gone clip. either way. Yeah. It could have it gone, all right, off you go, or it could have been a kick in the back of a van. Yeah, yeah. A brave move that, yeah, it was, that it was paid a, off. A bold one, especially in the, the days of the Yorkshire Ripper. It's true. That mm. copper could have been, uh, yeah, on edge. Aye. 
there's a lot of noise, mate. The world of social media and things, there's, there's probably more annoys me than doesn't annoy me, really. Um, there's, there's certain things that, and a lot of it might be in my head, but I don't think I'm wrong. It's like there's a new etiquette, right? Now, one of the things I find is that young people, or some young people, get this. And a lot of older people, like people older than us, shall I say, people in their 50s and 60s don't get. I mean, one of them is the, the thumbs up as a reply to a message. I don't know about you, I find it quite rude. I, it, it, it boils my piss. If, if someone sends me a fucking thumbs up, like, I'd rather they typed okay. Somebody sends me a thumbs up, I think, cunt. You know, it's just, it's, it's just, a, it's just a gut response, you know, I just can't. It just, I find it ignorant in a way. The other one is, um, and I get this, I get this with work all the time, you know, I mean, I, I, I run the tattoo studio, people messaging me, hiya, can you fit me in at such and such time, I want this. And um, I've not replied straight away because it's two o'clock in the fucking morning. But because I've not replied straight away, they'll they'll follow up that with a, a simple question mark. As though I'm being fucking ignorant. Now, that winds me up. That that person now ain't getting a tattoo. Not off me. Not off you. Not off me. They can fuck off, you know. I don't want the money, yeah. you know. I hope they fucking liver bursts, <laughs> you know. Wankers. And another thing is... On social media, and this is this is the one. Uh, we fucking triggered him now. Oh, he's yeah, going. He's going. I'm, I'm on one of my rants now. Stickers. They call them stickers, and it'll be like a little puppy waving or something like that, right? I don't know why they're there. Women over fifty use them. If all you can comment on a discussion is a bloody sticker of a puppy waving or spitting hearts out of its eyes or something like, that, I'd rather you just fucked off. <laughs> Right? It brings nothing to the cop. It's just a pointless notification. My phone's gone. I'm looking at it for that. What a waste of everybody's time. Yeah, could be These, a business inquiry and it's yeah, a puppy. You, if you look at it, it's only certain... It's bloody women over 50. They're the same people that'll share a picture of a dog that went missing in 2012 on the off chance it's going to have got from Utah to fucking Bolton. But I think there definitely is. There's an, an etiquette evolved, and some people don't get it. You know, um, I think I think I probably need a break from Facebook to be honest, because at the moment I can't look at something without it making my piss boil. You're an angry man. I'm not. I'm not. I'm a really chilled out man. <laughs> but it's. I still like to think I have some standards, you know, and, and this is it. You know, I mean, but yeah, but the thumbs up, that's my, that's my one, I, I, I hate it. You know, send me a thumbs up. I'll tell you two that piss me off lately. People saying reach out. Oh, God, I hate it. It's the language of twatter in an American office. Stop yeah. saying reach out. Exactly the same. Oh. oh, no. Well, I, I, I watched the first season, Sons of Anarchy. I'm a motorcyclist myself. I'm a member of a motorcycle club. Thought it might be quite interesting. It's fucking retarded. Oh, we've got to reach out to these guys. We've got to reach out to that gang. Re- reach out. Reach. You mean talk to them? You know, it, it, it does. It does bug me. It's, it's. It is very much an Americanism, and I don't think it's something. It's coming here, though. Yeah, it's coming here. People need to bloody more, stop it. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like America. I like a lot of their ideas. I like a lot of their way of life. I think they've got a beautiful country. Um, I love American cars. Be, I have to say. Yeah, great, wonderful. American culture, great. American music, 
fantastic. You know, they, they do things right, don't they? You know, um, but they get a lot wrong as well. I mean, guns. They're a bit of a top with guns. They're the right to bear arms. I think they take it a little bit far. You know, when, when that constitution was written, was it, is it the Second Amendment? I can't remember, whatever. The, the, the right to bear arms, whatever. They were talking about a musket in your farmhouse in case Indians attacked. Yeah, right. yeah. This, they uh, it doesn't translate to twentieth yeah. century, twenty third century even. Yeah, does it? That, I think I think that this is it. You know, um, you see it on the telly, aiming a pistol, but sideways. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like to, like no gangster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the whole well, this is it, and this is what's coming over here, gangster things again in the shop. Are you Tony? I want you to tattoo. Only God can judge me. Well, I've got news for you. I'm judging you, Pillock. <laughs> It's just not our way, is it? You, how gangster can you be when you come from Cleck Eaton? We have got it wrong in some ways. But we, and we're letting it come in, aren't we? We're letting it creep across the Atlantic. Americanisms. Americanisms. I mean, can you think of... We could make a whole feature on Americanisms, oh. can't we? Another yeah. one that's pissing me off lately. 2.0. People saying fucking 2.0. What? When they mean, like... Like a software update. No, that's what it's for. That's what, it, that's yeah. what it's for. That's the only bloody time you're yeah, allowed to that, use that, it. That's what I thought, yeah. When people are saying lockdown 2.0, or they've started going to the gym so they're getting a bit of body, oh, it's body 2.0, fuck off. Yeah, Stop that shit. It, it, it is annoying. Ridiculous. It is, it, it is annoying. It is. In some ways, Americans come up with a what's quite a quirky and catchy expression. And it sounds alright coming from an American in America. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Coming from a lad in a council flat in Ellen, is it's not quite the same. You know, you didn't get to second base with your girlfriend, you fingered her. You know, it's we we don't we don't talk we like don't that. Do we, bases. We're not like we don't that. even have a sport with yeah, bases in. We don't know right. what that means. It's yeah. a foreign language to us. You know, I mean football. You know, as they would call it, soccer. But they call it soccer. How many of them actually know that it's association football? I, I don't know anything I, I about football. Thought, I wouldn't have thought any of them would know that, would they? You know, it's, it's the, I mean, the idea of football is you play it with your feet. You know? Well, they don't, do they? After they've armoured themselves. They like play the, rugby with armour on, don't yeah, they? Yeah, like it. Well, you could, could you call it rugby? You know, it's just stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. So it's not much of a game, it's, is it? It's not much of rugby, you know, is it? Put, no. put a helmet on in case you hurt yourself, it's a... Fucking woofing spot, isn't it? I tell you what's that. What's when the Native American Indians played lacrosse? That was a, a game of some serious twattery. I take it, it was no holds barred. I, I think yeah, yeah, very very violent. I don't know if current lacrosse is still just as uncivilized. They had a similar thing in Scotland back two three hundred years ago, and I don't know what they called it. The Scots, violent. <laughs> sure, I believe that for a minute. Sober as well. Yeah, yeah, really? Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the Irish had shinty, didn't they? Which gets a bit... I don't know shinty. Come eating. on, tell me shinty. I think it, it's just men hitting each other with sticks. I think there's a ball in there somewhere, but it doesn't seem to... So there's an objective, but... Yeah, I don't think it plays part of the Yeah, it becomes I, a sideline to the actual brawl then. Yeah, but no, I think you're right. Americanisms, we need to put a stop to it. We do, when, we do. When you're Prime Minister... When I rule the universe... This is it, yeah. yeah. We'll do away with that. Aussie rules. Aussie rules. What's going on there? Does anybody know rules? Are there rules? I thought it was a statement, Aussie rules. I don't know. Is it? I thought it were old guys' rules. 
Um, yeah, have you ever watched an Australian rules football match? I haven't. I it, haven't. I don't know what the fuck's going on. There's not even like opposite ends at pitch. Yeah, it's it's um, not is it, is it hexagonal, pentagonal? It's, it's a weird shape. You know? Never seen it. it yeah, but you, you're not missed though. It's crap. <laughs> bloody, bloody ridiculous. Stick with darts. Yeah, no, you've got me on a rant. Rants are good. Rants are relatable. Because people will have similar rants that you're not allowed to come out with in the workplace. You know, if you're in a meeting and somebody's saying reach out and everybody around the table sat under their breath going, cunt. Yeah. You can't say it. Yeah. It's not just reach out though. I mean, um, we were talking, we, we kind of moved on because in the workplace, there's a whole new language that's almost like evolved to piss us off. Um, reach out, yes, it's very American, but what about imagineering a solution? Hitting the ground running, all this kind Thinking of thinking outside oh, the box. You, know, you can you can talk for thirty minutes if you're middle management now. Say nothing not whatsoever. Anything, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just I, I hate it. I, I really do. I hate it. You know, all that kind of bollocks. Yeah, I think we, we could make a big list of this. Well, I think it's time we wrapped up. You best give him email address. Oh, speaking of email address, actually, by the time we. Post this up, we will have social media. Oh, we've got social media. So, whether you're on, we go, what, what we have? we'll have face, Facebook, we call it Face Egg, I always call it Face Egg, Facebook, Twitter, and Insta. If you search on there for Dirty Kimbasa, hopefully you'll find us and uh, you can drop us any stories on there and uh, anonymous if you like. Uh, again, email dirtykimbasa at gmail.com, drop us your, uh, your stories because we've we're running out of content it's episode one we've got no left well hopefully someone will email us some more stories over the course of next week I think what's become apparent even after uh, popping that pilot episode out to a few friends is you're all sick as fuck yeah you are some sick bastards out there people do seem to like turds (laughs) turds yeah turds seem to be in vogue in vogue very much so yeah if you've got a story send it in uh, sick as you like and uh it sounds like everybody else wants to hear it. Datakimbasa gmail.com. And that is the end of episode one. Are you gonna sing us out there, Tony? No, I'm not gonna sing because I don't think our listeners listener has uh, done anything to deserve Just that. The one. Yeah, that's it. Not ask him. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>